Okay, got some more bonus material for you today on the InFocus podcast, including more of our interview with former state representative and former InFocus panelist Christina Hale, who's making a run for Congress in Indiana's 5th Congressional District. All right, joined now by Christina Hale. We have had you here with us uh, in studio as a panelist before, now as a candidate in what has typically been a Republican district. What does the path to victory look like for you in this race? Well, I'm running for Congress because I'm a practical person, and like everybody else, I'm just sick of the constant chaos in Washington, D.C. So when I first served in the Indiana General Assembly, I actually served as a Democrat in a traditionally long, long held Republican district. So um, I think it's going to be really similar to that, you know, just being a common sense person who listens. And, you know, I'm a hard worker. I've knocked on tens of thousands of doors in this district. And I think people are just ready for somebody um, like that. What are the winning issues for you in this race? And what do you want to put at the center of this campaign? Essentially, they're kitchen table issues. You know, I want to be a champion for moms. And I believe in um, affordable health care, accessible, high-quality health care. We know we have a number of issues in Indiana from maternal and infant mortality to asthma and diabetes. But what we can't have are insurance companies deciding if you're going to be covered for your pre-existing condition or not. We have to ensure that Hoosiers, most of whom absolutely do have pre-existing conditions, are covered. Um, I also want to ensure that people here are not only employable and ready to work, but that the jobs are here to put them to work when they're ready to go. Last year, a couple of Democrats running for Congress in Indiana made waves saying they would not support Speaker Pelosi to remain in her leader. Role. Obviously, a lot of division in the party and in both parties, but division amongst Democrats over things like impeachment and other issues. Where do you stand? Would you support Pelosi to stay in her role or would you support someone new? Well, I'm not certain if she's going to run again. I mean, that will be the decision for the next Congress. She ran and was elected. And, you know, I think I've said on the show before, um, everyone on both sides of the aisle agrees she's a fierce competitor. But, you know, um, I certainly wouldn't commit to voting for anybody not knowing who's in the race. Impeachment, if you were in the House right now, would you support it? Um, I think that that is a, uh, a number. There are a number of concerns packed into that question. Sure. Of course, I am concerned about Russian meddling in our elections, and I'm, I'm certainly concerned about our president's tax returns, and I'm concerned about uh, his behavior toward women. But I think now, heading into this election in 2020, um, his name's going to be on the ballot at the same time mine will be, and that's when we need to see. The dynamics of this race will be, uh, will be very interesting to watch. Obviously, it's an open seat. You have said you would have run anyway, but now you're running in a race where if, if you're the nominee, you don't know who you're going to go up against here in this race. A lot of names that have been mentioned. Yeah, there are so many names. And, you know, when you're a candidate, too, everybody's got the latest conspiracy theory and wants to whisper in your ear. And um, I'm not worrying about any of that, really. Um, what gets me up in the morning are the issues. And I care about people. And I think when people talk to me on a human level, they know that. And they know me to have been somebody who's available and that person who'd, you know, have meetup hours in public with everyone I served, all my constituents um, that there were from the 5th Congressional, um, who could talk to me, their representative, and um, share concerns, questions, and, you know, I'd let them know what was going on in the State House. Do you believe it is becoming a more purple district? We just spoke with Kyle Hupfer. He says he thinks it's still a safe seat for the Republican Party. 
Well, it's interesting. You know, in that uh, footprint of the fifth, when Joe Donnelly did lose his statewide race for Senate, he did win that district by about 1,700 votes. So it absolutely is changing. It's one of the most, actually, I think it is the highest um, educated district. It's one of the most wealthy districts, um, but it's really diverse as well. You know, Carmel sure doesn't feel like Anderson, Indiana, and a lot in between there. So um, I think the people deserve to be listened to, and I'm looking forward to a great race. We talked about uh, the, the wide range of perspectives right now in the Democratic Party. Is there a current uh, serving Congress uh, person in the Democratic Party that, that you would model yourself after or you, that you look to and say that's the kind of Democrat I'd want to be if I served in Congress right now? You know, we've gotten to celebrate so many great Hoosiers here, and what's inspired me, too, just in the past few months, or when we laid to rest two great statesmen um, who served uh, in government, both uh, Richard Luger and also Birch Bayh. And I look to them as models of character, and, um, you know, I would like to uh, uh, really follow in their footsteps. A lot uh, to talk about. I know we'll be talking with you throughout the course of the campaign. Christina Hale, great to see you. Oh, thank you. Nice thank to you see so you. much. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks. And also here on the podcast, more bonus material, more of our interview with Congressman Trey Hollingsworth and a bill he's working on in Congress to help Indiana farmers. What are you hearing from farmers in your district? Absolutely. It's a great question. All last week, I spent the week having roundtables, town halls, discussions, meetings with farmers, talking about the issues that matter most to them, talking about some of the challenges they face, whether that's the spring and summer rains, whether it's the black vultures, or whether it's the recent commodity prices. And so one of those aspects that I heard so much about were the black vultures that are killing the livestock, killing baby calves, killing cows, and ultimately endangering the livelihood of these farmers. And so just two days ago, I introduced a new bill that essentially enables these farmers to protect the livelihood livestock that is so important to their livelihood and ultimately get more food on Hoosier's table. And so I'm really proud of this bill rooted in something that I heard all the way across the district. Uh, no doubt the, the weather this year, as you mentioned, and, and the tariffs have brought a one-two punch for farmers. Is there more that can be done that should be done in that regard to help offset the impact of these tariffs? Huh, you're exactly right. We have got to get to trade deals faster. I am really hopeful that we can do a deal with China where they respect U.S. intellectually property, where they enable U.S. firms to be able to compete in the Chinese domestic market, where ultimately they play by the rules so that our farmers can begin selling there again. It's hugely important to me that we get as quickly as possible to a free trade environment because I know in that environment, American workers, American farmers, the American economy can prevail and outcompete every other economy around the world. The problem is China hasn't been playing by the rules, and I'm hopeful we get to a deal to ensure that they do going forward. I want to talk about immigration and the situation at the border. Vice President Pence down along the border this week. You recently had protesters outside one of your offices in the district last week calling for a more humane solution. Should we be doing more to make this a more humane situation for the migrant families involved? And what are your thoughts on this potential mass deportation we're hearing about this weekend? Absolutely, Dan. We can build an immigration system that both serves American interests 
and resounds with American values. And I think that's hugely important to me to ensure ultimately that we're putting American interest and Americans first by stopping illegal immigration once and for all. But with those individuals that have come here or alternatively are trying to come here illegally, we have to find a humane answer that resounds with our American values. And that's exactly why last week I voted to send $4.9 billion more to combat this crisis, both to improve the resources our law enforcement have, but also to improve the conditions in which current illegal immigrants are being held.